I'd like to say good evening to everyone. Good to see everybody here. If you're visiting with us, we're very glad you're here. And hopefully I'll be able to say something that'll help us better our lives and learn more of God's Word. But before I do, I'm going to give a suggestion to... I know we got some young people here that's not been married long and some that are fixing to be married soon and that. But I happened to think of this this morning. We was talking about it. A little bit of advice. There's going to be one problem you'll always have. You'll never get rid of it. When you learn to live with it, your marriage can be great. And that's simply trying to discuss where you're going to go eat. That can be one of the hardest things, because when one person decides, the other finally decides, I really didn't want that. So, good luck. It's, it sticks with you. What I'd like to talk about a little bit tonight is luck. We have, we've all used it. We've all said it. I'm lucky. You're lucky. We've had good luck. We've had bad luck. There's different variations of it, a lot of things people do. I know right now, for those that really like basketball, March Madness, people wear different odd and end stuff just to bring good luck to themselves or their team or anything they do. And some people have all kinds of different rituals for it. And I know there's all kinds of little knickknacks that people use. And a few of them I've had, one of them is a rabbit's foot. We've always heard that a rabbit foot will bring you good luck. The reason people thought rabbit foots bring you good luck is because rabbits produced so much. They were in abundance. Back in ancient days, they thought that must have been good since they were around the most. But actually, I think they were around the most because they are the lowest at the food chain. They produce so much because a lot of other animals eat them. So I was wondering how well the foot done for them, because it didn't help them much. But then there's always a horseshoe. I know growing up in Oklahoma, I'd see a lot of old, older people have horseshoes hanging over their doorways. They said it used to bring good luck to everyone that lived in the house, if you had your horseshoe there. A four-leaf clover. They say four-leaf clover brings good luck, because there's so few. They're hard to find, and when you do, that's good luck. I remember one time a friend of mine, his little sister, come up and gave me one for good luck, and it was a five-leaf clover. And here recently I learned they can grow as much as seven or eight. So the more leaves it has, the better luck you got. But there's one that's been used a lot that uh, I don't agree with no more. And somebody looks at you and say, go break a leg. Well, where'd that come from? Well, it was actually started, I think, in the 20s, and it was a phrase used in the theater system. Some of them superstitious about it and thought, well, if you said good luck, the opposite would happen to you. So they come up with it, go break a leg. So that way the opposite would happen. You'd have good luck. And there's some that say that came from the younger actors who wanted their turn to take over, so they'd wish the older actors to go break a leg 
so they can take their place. I believe that's the way that one works. Because when I first started the church here, really didn't know anybody. Stan Hensley bugged me to death to join the baseball team, the softball team. And I finally thought, well, that'd be a good way to get to know people. I see Donnie over there laughing. He knows where I'm going because <laughs> he was there. We went to the game. I played right field. Ball was hit my way, and I was fixing to catch it, and the fence stopped me just before I got to it. Well, I not only broke my leg when I hit the fence. When I fell to the ground, I stuck my arm out to catch myself. I broke my arm, too. So I decided the next time before I go somewhere, somebody tells me to go break a leg, I'm going to let them know what I think about breaking a leg because that don't work. But why am I talking about luck? The question was asked here not long ago, is luck a word in the Bible? And actually it's not. You can't find it. So why do we use it? Well, the meaning of the word is success or failure apparently brought on by chance rather than through one's actions or someone else's. The word actually was translated into English in the 15th century from Middle Dutch word halu, meaning good fortune. And it was actually believed to be a gambling term for people who gambled. So, is there such a thing as good luck? Well, in my opinion, I'm going to say no, because the word shouldn't be used that much. And here's why. When we say good luck to someone, or I'm just lucky, or we appear to be leaving God out of the equation. Because the word God and luck are really never used together. When something good, unexpected happens to someone, we say they were so lucky this happened to. And then we're saying, well, that means God had nothing to do with it. We don't say God sure made them lucky. Because I believe if that's what he said, then why is one person lucky and somebody else ain't? I think it's because he has certain favoritism, and God's not that way. So why shouldn't we say we have luck? When we say good luck, we're saying, I hope that something random, chance outside of anyone's control, including God, and it will turn out good for our benefits. I believe we're saying that something's going to go right our way, and God has nothing to do with it. In James 1.17, he tells us, you know, every good, good gift comes from God. So here's some uh, things I think we contribute to luck sometimes that the Bible tells us that God is actually in control of it all. In Matthew 10, verses 29 through 30. Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin, and not one of them falls to the ground apart? From your father's will but the very hairs of your head are all numbered do not fear therefore you are more valuable than the many sparrows when things happen to us 
God knows exactly what's going on. Like the sparrows. You know, like I was saying this morning, a lot of people know I like to sit and watch the birds at the bird feeder and stuff. And it always amazed me on how they always found something to eat, no matter where you was at. In fact, I think the smartest bird I ever saw was in Gatlinburg. We'd sit in that little diner and this bird would go from car to car. He'd jump up on the grill, pick out what he'd want, hop down, go over to the next car, jump up. And I'm like, he's got a regular smorgasbord here. But when we think about it, God provides them with a way with everything. They don't really go out hunting and searching. They just, they find what they want because God provides it for them. And doesn't he think more of us than them? Well, sure. So he's going to provide for us no matter what. He's in control. In fact, he's so much in control, knows us so much. It's like he says, all the hairs on your head are numbered. And he knows them. I've often wondered about that, too. Why some people lose their hair and why some don't. Am I lucky because I don't? Somebody else not as lucky because they did? Or reverse it. Am I the one that's not lucky? Don't know. I can't answer that. But I know it doesn't matter how many we have or don't. God has a reason for it. Or we wouldn't be that way. It's plain and simple. In Proverbs 16 and 33, a lot is cast into the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord. <clears throat> you know, a lot of people go out, they like to gamble or whatever. Oh, I got lucky, I won this and that. Did they really, or did it at that time, God bless them with that for a certain reason? You know, we can even remember when Christ was on the cross, there the uh, soldiers were sitting at his feet, casting lots on who's going to win his role. Whoever won it, were they lucky? I don't think so. I think it was meant for them to have it. A lot of things happen to us that we can't understand. Proverbs 21 and 1, The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. You know, the way the rivers run and are made, they were made that way for God's purpose. He had them designed like that. And that's the way leaders and people and everything are. God's in control of our lives. He's going to use us and place us where he wants us for his purpose. Whether it's good or bad, he's in control. The use of the word luck to me is to say that the world is ruled or governed by chance. Is it really governed by chance or just lucky the way things fall? I like to look at the life of Joseph to explain this. Now, Joseph was, as we know, Jacob's favorite son. And he had a lot of several older brothers. And I'm almost sure, you know, of course, we say favorite, but we know he loved all of his sons the same. But one day, Joseph was told to go out and check on your brothers and see how their herds are and stuff. Well, when he showed up, the brothers seen him, and, of course, 
There was jealousy of him, and it's turned into hatred. We know what happened. He was put into a pit, and then from there, he was sold to a traveling caravan, and he was actually sold cheaper than what you would sell slaves for. From there, he became a servant in Potiphar's house, and he still was tied up. Wasn't able to do what he wanted to. Then he turned around and Potiphar's wife tried to seduce him. And then since he wouldn't go along with it, he got the blame for trying to seduce her. Potiphar knew the truth, but he had to save his name. So then he throws him in jail. And after a time in jail, he becomes the second most powerfulest man in Egypt. Only the Pharaoh had more power than him. And what always amazed me about this was he wasn't even Egyptian. And yet he ended up with that much power. So did he get lucky? Or did things just fall just right for him? Well, this is the way Joseph explained it. When he finally met his brothers and it come to the time that he was going to tell him who he was because they didn't recognize him, they were scared. Now they were facing the second most powerful man in Egypt and they knew what they'd done to him when he was younger. But this is what Joseph said to them. Your thought was evil against me, but God meant it for good. He didn't blame them for it. He just said God meant it for good. You notice he didn't say, I got lucky. I had some bad luck down the road, and I got real good and lucky, and then here I am. Chances all fell in the right way for me. No, he gave God all the credit for it. He said God meant it all for good, just for him, to put him in the right place that he needed to be at the time. When we believe in luck, we also believe that there is no reason or purpose behind anything that happens or anything a person does or has happened to them. In Ephesians 1.11 he tells us, in him also we have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. And he tells us nothing is left to chance or luck. God's got everything planned out for us. He's planned out everything even before time and how things are going to go. As we've heard many times, he knows the beginning from the end. So nothing really happens by luck for us. Our lives are planned and everything's going to fall in place. And I believe he's done it that way in order to use us to make his will. So what should we say then if we're not going to tell somebody good luck? Or say that they were lucky? Well... We could say things like, well, I hope all goes well with you. Or, may God bless you, or you have been blessed. I was talking to someone about this a couple weeks ago, and they told me that I remember one time when I was younger, I said something about being lucky, and my grandmother told me, she says, no, there ain't no such thing as luck. You've been blessed. Well, I believe that. I don't think anything happens just by chance. 
Now, I know I have, and I'm sure many here at many times have said, well, I'm lucky, good luck. I've said good luck many, many times before I thought about all this. Like I say, somebody asked if the word was in the Bible, found out it wasn't. So I did some research, and this is what I've learned from it. Since then, I've been trying my best not to say good luck. Or I've been trying to say, God bless you, or I hope he does well with you. It's not easy. We tell somebody good luck in that, are we going to be condemned for it? I don't believe so. I think it's one of those words we misuse because we don't understand the word. But that's why it's important a lot of times we need to study and learn stuff and the way things go. I think an example of how to use it would be like right now we're getting into tornado season. Tornado comes, like you say, boy, I was lucky I had a basement. Or like I would say when I was living in Oklahoma, lucky I had a storm cellar because it's hard to find a yard there that don't have a hump in the back of it. In fact, first time I ever took my wife back where I lived, she says, why does every yard have a big hump in it? I said, because every yard has a tornado cellar. And then I took and showed her the schoolhouse. They're buried halfway under the ground, most of them, for the same reason. So was I lucky I had it? No, I should say, instead of being lucky I had a basement or cellar, well, I'm, I'm glad God blessed me with the ability to have that basement or cellar so I could be safe. But like I say, we use a lot of different words, a lot of different ways that we don't understand sometimes. But it's important to just keep studying and learn and do things. Tonight's our singing night, so I'm going to end it right here. God wants us all to be saved, and he wants us all to come live with him. And I know there's a lot here tonight that do their very best to be that person. But I do also know that we also make mistakes at times. And because of those mistakes, it could keep us from going to heaven. Well, right now is a good time to take care of that. Because once you walk out that door, you're not guaranteed tomorrow. We all know that. And death itself has no age limit to it. I know I talk and have meetings with Sean and John a lot. And I can tell you from what I learned, they feel the same way I do. But I know they love each and every person here. And we don't want nobody, and I mean nobody, to be lost. We all want to go to heaven together. That's why we're here, to help each other.